We're going to move on to the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs and um Gabby, the, the uh, Citizens' Assembly um, was chaired was chaired by Paul Reid and uh, it was uh, it published its recommendations, 30 recommendations, uh, which called for a change in the country's drug policy. What yeah, did you hear? And, and, quite a, and quite a radical change at that. Um, so the Citizens' Assembly voted to decriminalise um, illicit drugs, which means things like, you know, heroin, cocaine, cannabis, um, does not include prescription drugs, um, and to put people on a health-driven uh, pathway. So very much so if you, well, I should clarify, for the decriminalisation of simple possession of these illicit drugs. So if you are caught with personal possession of any of these drugs, that you are not you know, arrested and put into the criminal justice system, that you are put on a health intervention and a health-driven approach. So you might have to, for example, engage with the HSC or you might have to go to some sort of um, you know, addiction counselling or, or whatever it may be. Um, they are leaving it up to the government to decide um, what the quantity of the drugs is and they're leaving it up to the government to decide... Um, you know, how many times you can be caught with those drugs. But they are insisting that if you are caught with drugs for personal possession, um, that that is decriminalised. Um, and that includes coke or cannabis as well. Um, interestingly, uh, the way the Assembly voted, there was one vote in the difference. Um, they were looking to have cannabis legalised fully. But there was one vote in the difference and that did not go through. Um, and I think where the government stands now on this... Um, Drugs Minister Hildegard Nocton, she told me in an interview over Christmas that she does not want to see people who are caught with a small amount of drugs end up in the criminal justice system, which is on par with the Citizens' Assembly saying. Um, but it's not clear if she's talking about, you know, all drugs. I think the government hasn't really decided, you know, in, in its early thinking, you know, would, will that be all drugs? Will it just be some? What will the amounts be? How many times can you be caught with them? The Citizens' Assembly is very clear, you know, it should be all drugs, again, not including prescription. Um, and I think, you know, the, the issue now is really for government to change its policies and, and it needs to be changed the law. Cannabis already falls under the adult caution scheme. Um, but, you know, to expand it out to all drugs, um, you know, it's it's um, it's it's quite it's quite a way to go there yet. But I think the issue for Hildegard Nocton now is to actually <coughs> move on this this year. All right, um, Senator John McGann. It's uh, it's going to go to a committee next, though, isn't it? It's it's it, the decision will not immediately be taken by cabinet on foot of this report. It's it's off to another committee. It's worth pointing out, though, that Paul Reid did call for a, a quick decision on this. He said, while the Citizens' Assembly was in session, it's likely that several hundred people in Ireland died of drug-related causes. The emergence of highly potent synthetic opioids towards the end of 23 and the ongoing drugs-related criminality and violence are daily reminders of the wider threats and challenges that exist arising from drug use. How long is the committee going to delay this, the, a decision on this, Bob? <clears throat> I, I think those stats are quite stark and really reassess why we need to do this as quickly as possible and look at the political timelines because there will be a general election at some point, probably in the next nine to ten months. With that in mind, I would be really keen to see the committee move in this as quickly as possible uh, to then look at the recommendations, all 36, where they may consider all 36, they may take 15, they may take none, who knows, that's the prerogative of this, but to get moving on it because the sooner we move from a criminal uh, justice system to a health-based approach, the better. I was looking up the term war on drugs. I actually thought 
thought it was uh, Ronald Reagan coined it, but it wasn't. It was Richard Nixon in 1971. So for 50 Quoting years, all the best tonight. yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump and Richard Nixon. Mike, you won't have me back on. Is this before, was this before and after he recruited Elvis to spy on the Beatles? This was slightly before Watergate. So you're talking. But anyway, the point was 1971. So we've had 50 years of a policy that just does not work, is proven not to work. And now I think we finally, uh, after a long time, are taking a move towards a health based approach. And the benefits of a health based approach are prevention, harm reduction, reduces the stigma of it, uh, treatment and support. It's a really good thing. And the final but thing. But a lot of those things could be done already. I mean, the, the, uh, one of the recommendations is a, prevent, a focus on prevention and recovery. I mean, that's not really tied to a change in the criminal justice approach. That could be done already. Prioritisation of supports for marginalised groups. I mean, local drugs task forces you know, were, were stood down uh, or certainly the resourcing of them uh, was, was, was reduced at the time of the recession. You know, political oversight through a cabinet committee on drugs chaired by the Taoiseach does any of that really require discussion at a rock this committee? I, I, I think uh, when you, especially when you look at the Citizens' Assembly, and I don't know if uh, Lynn or Violet would agree with me, but the public seem to always be ahead of governments uh, when it comes on issues. It was the case with Mary marriage equality, it was the case with the eighth referendum, and it's probably the case with this as well. But when you mentioned uh, prevention, and we talk about, like, say, education awareness programmes, like Gabby said, the idea of somebody who gets... Uh, caught with a small possession of whatever type of substance it is are then hauled up in front of the justice system or hauled in front of a court. That's a waste of the judge's time. It's a waste of guarded time. It's a waste of that individual's time. Prevention means that that individual would then perhaps either go for a five or six week course or something along these lines about why this is not good for your health, why this needs to harm reduce it. Because people will take drugs, whether it's illegal or not. That's the case. That's going to happen. That's been proven for the last 50 years with this bloody war on drug stuff. So the point is we have to now move to a health-based approach where we try to deal with it and manage it as best as possible. Right. But is there not a little <coughs> bit of hypocrisy from Fine Gael on this? And you're talking about the war on drugs. When Simon Harris was briefly Minister for Justice, he stood up in the dawn and he said, if you're snorting your way through a weekend, sure you're a fueling the gangland crimes and you know you're, you're this is this is what you're um putting fear into communities and so on and then on the other hand you're saying well actually um that person with that bag of coke we might actually decriminalize and you know let them they can have their bag of coke but if they want. I think that's what's going to be good about these next couple of months. Let's have this conversation. This is a good national debate to have. So let's have that conversation. The same way those conversations were being held in the citizens' Has it not assembly. Been held in the, citizens assembly the same way yes years yeah. No, no, just to finish the point, Gabby, the same way it has been held in the Citizens' Assembly where you had people who are uh, either pro-legislation or anti-legislation, you're able to have Legalisation, you mean? Uh, Legalisation, yeah, yeah. sorry, not legislation, legalisation, right. where you're around it. So I just think right. it's a good debate to have. Let's We've have it. Okay, Lily yeah, Boylan, it's, it's, it seems that sort of the main course of the debate, our main central focus of the debate that a committee might have is whether to go down the route of legalisation or decriminalisation. Apart from that, a lot of the other measures recommended by the Citizens' Assembly on drugs don't really require much debate if there's government sign-off. No, I think, look, the benefit of a, of a Citizens' Assembly, as John has said, is the, the public generally are ahead of the politicians, um, but also it proves the point of when you're in a in an environment where you hear from all the different sides, in that calm environment where you have the time to digest the evidence and the information, you generally find that the Citizens' Assembly come forward with very uh, good proposals. And I think that's really important. But... And I, and I take on board what you're saying. A lot of the stuff does not require uh, scrutiny, but I wouldn't say there isn't a need for a committee to look at some of the recommendations because I think that has happened with other Citizens' Assembly reports. And in one sense, the, the, the Citizens' Assembly have teed up the, 
the politicians and sort of said, look, this is not the, the scary topic you thought it was mm. to discuss. But you go in then and then those questions of like, should it be every drug? Uh, what's the quantity of the drugs? Um, you know, how many times should someone be caught? Their type of things and, and a risk and health uh, assessment can be done. But the key thing, regardless of whether the, you, you decriminalise or not, uh, and whether or not we move to this health-based approach, is that the stuff you're talking about around resources for the local drugs task forces, resources for healthcare facilities, resourcing the, the community policing facilities, all of that has to go with it. And that's the stuff that does doesn't need to be decided at a committee. Right. <clears throat> we know that needs to happen. That can just go ahead. Um, but those other sort of teasing out of the details of the ter- of the recommendations around the decriminalisation, that, that's something I think that, that would benefit from a, sele- a special committee being set up and allowing politicians to hear from uh, the experts on it. All right. And uh, on when, you know, in some cases people's people's uh, drug taking is informed by a background in trauma. In mm. some case, they're trying to bury the pain. And people with serious addictive issues, you know, there is a long history of, of trauma, intergenerational trauma in some of the communities where drugs have taken hold. But for some people, it's a relatively limited weekend activity. It's a conscious choice. They do it for recreation. Should they be treated the same way? Should it be treated as a health issue for people who could take or leave it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this whole conversation now about decriminalisation, um, you know, was building momentum well before the Citizens Assembly was established. And I know it was delayed in the first instance. So, um, and I think, you know, really Citizens Assemblies really just validate the, the public argument that is already there, that's being had. I mean, people have been sitting around the kitchen table talking about these very, um, uh, I suppose, practical things uh, about people being brought before the courts. Um, and, and I think, you know, Criminalisation is not grounded in evidence, um, nor is it, uh, you know, respectful for human dignity. Um, and it has not worked. It, it leads to a, an over-reliance on punitive measures, and that doesn't actually deter drug use. So uh, it drains resources as well that could be invested in evidence-based services. And it also um, adds to the stigma around drug use, making people with addictions uh, reluctant to seek help. So there's a lot of negativity around, um, you know, the criminal sanctions uh, around drug use because uh, and, and it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't bring about any any positive uh, situations for people and I think you know over 30 countries so far in the EU have have sought to decriminalize um, and with with good reason it does encourage service and development um, and take up and it changes societal attitudes towards people with addictions. If, if the services are there that's the thing I mean it was I was at the launch there today and um, Minister Hildegard Nocton had said after the election she asked you know where are the services for people so now she's uh, been conducting an audit of services because nobody was able to give her that exact information um, and that just points to uh, I suppose there, there not being uh, any communication uh, between the services as well which is uh, an issue that we hear about time and time again um, and I suppose you know when we're talking about a health led approach you know the, the services have to be there, the resources have to be there in order for that to be successful Successful. Um, so that has to be very relevant, I suppose, in the whole conversation right. as well, mm. because what we know in, in terms of other access to services is that it can be a postcode lottery. So, you know, for, for people in rural Clare, for example, you know, how, how will their access to those Some vital people are services happy for it to be a postcode lottery. They don't want injection centres in, in, in their area. They don't want needle exchanges. They're happy for postcodes that have been blighted by drugs for decades to, to take up the slack on this and to 
have an, a, a perhaps even an oversupply of services that people migrate to use. Yeah, and I think the, the very relevant point there is, you know, the last year we were actually making statements um, in relation to the establishment of the Citizens' Assembly. Uh, and the point that was being made there was that uh, Ireland um, at the time had the, the EU joint highest with Sweden uh, for the rate of drug-induced deaths among our 16 to 64-year-olds. So that's a very real statistic and um, the fact that we are, you know, joint highest in the EU. I mean, we have to be able to put that into perspective right. and we have to be able to address <coughs> the, the issues there. All right. What, what Violet and Lynn, uh, Lynn Boylan was talking about there is, is clearly a health issue. People who, you know, use drugs mm-hmm. to the point of of death, not just kind of a one-off accidental death, but in terms of another EU comparison, cocaine uh, is is the most popular recreational drug in Ireland, with uh, Ireland being the biggest proportional users of, of, of the drug in the EU, according to a 2023 European drug report. Again, is it is it always a, a health issue for everyone who uses drugs? Are they all deserving of a tr- you know, a sort of a diversion programme that they may not need, they can take or leave drugs. That that kind of an approach for them is irrelevant. They've made a choice uh, rather than their life circumstance limiting their choices into them taking drugs. Well, I suppose part of as well, the recommendations was around education. Um, and I think that you can roll out education programs about like even if people are just recreationally using cocaine, there are health impacts of its use as well. And and that should be, do you mean, something in public awareness that that's rolled out as, as well. And I guess what you're saying, it's like alcohol. There's lots of people who can have an, a drink at the weekend or not have a drink from one end of the week to the other. But then there are other people who are heavily dependent on it, um, you know, but we have to have a health led approach to to that and dealing with that alcohol is bad for you and needs to be taken in moderation. So I think, look, I'm not an expert on on drug policy, but I think the recommendations, they did take account of a lot of those issues in what they called for. So the education programme about the resourcing of the health uh, system, about resourcing of the justice system. Uh, And that's why I suppose... (coughs) you do want some of us to go into that special committee to tease out some of those details. But I think, like, look, regardless of, of whether people are using cocaine or using any drug or alcohol, they all come with health impacts. So it doesn't do any harm if we look at it from a health perspective as opposed to a justice perspective. All right. We have a, a couple of contacts in here from listeners. One person, Tom in Wicklow, by text. How can we say we have a war on drugs when drug use can be seen openly without any action being taken? Have we had the war at all? Uh, says Tom, uh, by emails, uh, Aoife uh, emails us to say this is more about sanitising middle class drug use. There has been no attempt to fund drug rehabilitation by this government in poorer communities that have been ravaged by drugs. The Citizens' Assembly decision was based on a certain view. Most medics are against this and the Portuguese model, uh, according to Aoife, has been seen to uh, increase drug use. I think the Portuguese model showed an initial uh, mm-hmm. spike in the consumption of cannabis that petered out afterwards but it hasn't shown an overall increase in the use of drug use from, from, from my memory of, of reading that and then while I have sympathy for those addicted to drugs says uh, another texter the fact is that those who engage in drug taking are supporting serious dangerous criminal activity they're complicit in gang wars feuds deaths money laundering etc why should they be exonerated of their criminal complicity that's coming back to that uh, point Gabby was talking about uh, earlier that's from Anne in Dublin uh, John McGahan that you could have a health debt approach but it's not mutually exclusive people who are taking cocaine are still putting money uh, into 
into the pockets of criminal gangs. You see, and this is where the concept <coughs> of the health-led approach comes. So for the first, let's say you get caught with some sort of substance one, two, three times, it's perhaps a health-led approach where it becomes a regular thing, where it consistently happens. That's where the criminal justice system has to come in. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But just to take up some of the comments from some of the people who've written in there, like people who are addicted to drugs, nobody wants to be addicted to drugs. These people are humans and we have an awful way of talking with dehumanizing language to say, oh, well, I don't want a needle treatment center in my place or I don't want this here. Like somebody going in to get needle treatment or clean needles is the same as any of us going into the doctors today. You know, there should be it should be that level of healthcare, And that's what we need to strive to move towards as a country. And that's the system that I think will actually work when you talk a health based system. Well, what, so Bridget's texting in to say, well, what will a health led intervention look like a life on methadone? No. no, I mean, I think that's even the thing around the, the safe injection centres is that, you you know, one, I suppose there's a stigma around because it is criminalised currently, the, the system, but also that people are engaging with services. So then you build up a, a, a sort of a confidence and, do you know what I mean, that people trust you and you can direct. So there are people who will be, you know, who will be using a safe injection centre who then want to desperately get off drugs and they're, they're then signposted in the right direction and by people who they trust. Um, so look at the end of the day what you want is to reduce the levels of addiction because as you said most people who are are chronic addicts are coming from either a place of trauma or from intergenerational uh, drug addiction and we need to break that cycle and the way to do that the evidence would suggest is through the health based approach is through the wraparound services to give people the supports they need I mean even the dual diagnosis systems if someone has you know multiple addictions uh, and trying to get help do you know what I mean or that they have to be clean before they can access another service so we, we have or to or if they have one mental just to, to, uh, I exactly, to explain if they have yeah. One mental health issue. If if they also have addiction, they'll be told. Well, you have to get clean first. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that's that's the thing is that this is that system is not working, and we all want the same thing. People who okay. who are addicts don't want to be addicts. So but casual drug use now, I don't think actually people actually comp- who don't use drugs comprehend how prevalent it is now. Like, I'm a young person, <coughs> and I went to I went to a festival last year um, in Ireland, and. It was incredible the amount of drugs that I saw. Like there was small plastic bags everywhere. There was lots of guards, but there was people, a lot of young people, very visibly, very, very high. I mean, you don't need to be a genius to tell that somebody's off their face on drugs. And the HSC solution to this, I'm sorry, like it was pitiful. Mm. Here's a bin. You mm. can put some of your drugs into the bin. You won't get the drugs back. We won't tell you what's in the drugs, but we might stick it on this um, screen and we'll tell you if it's dangerous. Like that's not the way forward. The way forward is drug testing kids um, and you know, trying to get to those young people, find out why they're, you know, let them, I don't know, not even drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, they're doing drugs that could literally kill them. I mean, that's terrifying. But I think that I think the drug testing kits actually play a role in the health based approach, because look, whether we like it or not, we're not going to be able to stop people taking drugs. It's people if people want to do it, they will do it. So it's about trying to do it in a safe uh, possible way as possible. So right. if you take those festivals just briefly and you had drug testing kits and someone puts ecstasy or someone puts um, uh, pills or MDMA or whatever into it and all of a sudden you can see, oh my goodness, there's actually a way higher proportion of whatever in that I could be seriously in trouble if I take and that. If I took then that, it goes yeah. in the bin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's by putting those types of mm. health-based approaches around it, whether it's a drug testing okay. kit at a festival mm. or right. whether it's mm. proper okay. safe treatment centres, that's the way we need to we're go. We're going to take a short break uh, and uh, we're going to move 
move on to another issue, which is the revenue commissioners looking at, amongst other things, influencers. The Late Debate with Colm O'Mungan on RTE Radio 1.